0: Welcome to this is football. Bienvenidos a this is football. Another Tuesday in 2024. Another Tuesday at 9:30. We are here live, just like always, and we have an absolute loaded, loaded, loaded show for you. For those of you that follow us on social media, thank you at t i f u t b o l podcast. That's t i football podcast. At all of our social medias, go ahead and follow us. For like I said, for those of you that have been following us, you know. Tweeted out a picture just before here. You know that we're going to have the one, the only, Alex Winley, who covers Inter-Miami for the show. She will be joining us a little bit. Sorry, not for the show, but uh, for for herself. And she covers it for the Inter-Miami faithful. She will be joining us a little bit later on the show today to talk about some of the new signings, some of the possible signings that are coming into play now. Uh, possible lineups for the game on, on Friday against El Salvador, uh, maybe a little bit of MLS talk, and maybe we'll, we'll get into some games with her. Uh, but let's get right into it this week. I mean, we tweeted this out just a little bit ago, covering my face there. For those of you that can't see it, that are listening to us on Spotify or one of the streaming platforms, what I'm putting up on the screen is a picture of Neymar that was tweeted out just about an hour ago next to a young lady who is holding an Inter-Miami pink jersey, the jersey that Inter-Miami wore last season. And this has sparked quite the debate, quite, quite the debate over the last hour. It has got the Twitter slash X world going absolutely, absolutely insane. Uh, what can I tell you? Uh, there, there's some accounts saying this can't, this can't be possible. Neymar, there's no way that he can come. I'm not a a you know, I, I don't I don't say that I'm you know this great knowledge knower of of the MLS rules, of the salary cap rules. Honestly, I really don't. I don't know all the rules. I'm just starting to really, you know, dive into the MLS to understand what the rules, what you know, the general allocation money, uh the the TAM and and the other different, you know, kind of nuances that the league has created within the salary cap. So again, I'm not, you know, a salary cap genius. I'm not the Andis Ellis, you know, Ellisberg of of uh the, the MLS cap. But you know what I can tell you is why can't it be possible? A lot of folks have said it can't be possible. Why can't it be possible? You know, why can't Neymar come to inter Miami? Um and and honestly I honestly I don't know. The the question is I think he can come. Will he come? Probably not probably not um, but can he come back? Absolutely. I mean, you've seen that the team has has done it with the new signing uh, of, of uh, Luis Suarez to the club a little bit uh, earlier last week. And uh, why not Neymar to enter Miami? Let's not forget that Neymar and Suarez and Messi shared the field together. The three of them, they created the historic MSN over in their years together at Barcelona, the messi Neymar, suarez trio up top, one of the most deadliest trios in the history of football. And uh, again, who knows? Maybe Neymar can come, to you know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. I doubt he'll come to Miami. This is probably just something to throw out there to get people talking and all that, understandably so. Uh, We know Neymar is injured. He tore his ACL in the uh, World Cup qualifier against Uruguay in October. And, um, you know, right here, Pablo Golazo says if his knee isn't up to par, Al-Hilal may let him go. Look, they invented, sorry, they invested a lot of money, a lot of money in bringing Neymar over to Al-Hilal and to Saudi Arabia. Uh, I believe they even gave him a cruise, so he's probably enjoying that. Um, But look, again, is it probable? No, probably not. Can it happen? Absolutely, absolutely. Neymar uh, could could join Inter Miami. You know he's made enough money where if he just wants to come and play with his friends, uh, he can just rescind his contract, uh, as we say, you know in Spanish, rescinde el contrato con el equipo que está with uh, with Al Hilal, and he can just come sign with Inter Miami for the minimum. We you know, we we have seen over the last. Uh, six to eight months that Messi has been in the MLS that folks are willing to come play for less money. Folks just want a chance to play with uh, with Messi, want a chance to play in Miami, in front of the Miami crowd, the mega Latin Miami crowd. And you can see that Inter-Miami is starting to fill themselves up with South Americans, like us on the show had been mentioning last year. Uh, it sparked, and we mentioned it on a lot of shows, sparked a big outcry from a lot of folks uh, sparked a lot of commotion, a lot of tension. Um, when, when you know the folks that, that were on this podcast at the time, uh, said that we needed to bring or that Inter needed to bring a, a bigger South American influence. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, let, let's not forget that there's some rumors out there on some signings, of course. Let's not forget the rumor from last week, Cristian Medina, the star center attacking midfielder from Boca Juniors. He was rumored to have been uh coming to Inter Miami. A lot of folks had announced that it was getting close, that, you know, Boca Juniors had been uh looking at, uh looking at, or reviewing the offer that Inter Miami had sent. Inter Miami had sent two offers. Um the facts are this. Uh what we know at this is football is that Boca values a player at around $15 million and they're not going to let him go for anything less. Now, if you are Inter Miami if you are Chris Henderson, if you are Jorge Mas, if you are David Beckham and you're looking at Cristian Medina, you have to wonder to yourself, if we're going to invest 15 million in this kid, in a center attacking mid, in a position where Inter Miami today has a lot of players in that position, because you've got the young guys like Keremashi, you have Messi who can play center attacking mid, um, and uh, Farias who came over. Uh, as a U-22 last year, Deo Gomez can kind of play that position as well. So there are a lot of folks that, that, that can play that position already. If you're going to invest $15 million in a young stud like Cristian Medina is, because let's get, you know, let's be straight. The kid's a stud. The kid is absolutely the sauce. And if he comes, uh, you know, if Interman were to get him, I have no doubt that he would excel on this team, especially around uh, the large South American presence that the club has created on the field, in the locker room, and really uh within the stands as well. So again, if Cristian Melina were to come fantastic. I think it's just pure smoke as like we say in Spanish, puro humo. Um but that was the flavor of the week. Right here, Sebastian Spagnolo, thank you for for joining. I know that uh you join us every week. Thank you so much, Seba. Uh met got, got a chance to meet Seba at the at one of the games last year. Uh awesome when I go to the games that, you know, if if you all see me out there, definitely come say hi. Uh you know, take a picture if i got some merch i'll definitely hand it out to you um you know i'm all about creating a a a community here and and absolutely thank you for for meeting but seba says he doesn't like medina he thinks uh palavecino is a better fit for the roster but uh center back is due already and inter miami needs one with experience absolutely absolutely kevin osorio also says inter miami needs a center back steve muñoz don cafecito what's up man what's up uh, many are also thinking Gressel will play more as a midfielder. We are stacked at that position. Look, I've been told from a lot of folks uh within the organization, a lot of folks that have a lot of contact within the organization, that Tata Martino is most likely going to play a 3-5-2 this year. Obviously, it'll transform into a 5-3-2 on the defensive side. But as the team attacks, expect Jordi Alba, expect Franco Negri if he stays, Noah Allen, who plays on that left flank, on the right flank. Expect... um Uh, the newly acquired Julian Gressel expect also uh, possibly one of the young guns who one of the new homegrowns who we're going to talk about with Alex when she joins us here shortly uh, who I I want her to give her give us some opinions on on some of these young uh, homegrowns who the team had signed uh, in Israel Boatwright the Dominican International and also with uh, Tyler uh, I believe it's Tyler Allen Uh, both of those Folks, uh, both of those players signed. We will talk to Alex about them shortly. But yes, Seba brings up a. I want to say the new flavor of the week, el humo de la semana, no, el humo de la semana, the smoke of the week, essentially. But and that is none other than Agustín Parabesino, and he is the, I guess, the new guy that everybody has has been tweeting about. Uh, who you know, who's been, he's he's been linked to an Inter Miami, an Inter Miami offer, and all that. Let's get things straight. Who is Agustin Palavecino? Agustin Palavecino uh, was born in, in in uh the outskirts of Buenos Aires. He currently plays for River Plate in Argentina. He got his career started with Platense. He actually got his career started um playing indoor indoor soccer at the age of 4, which is pretty pretty interesting um and actually very common in South America you learn to play indoor soccer futsal before you get onto the fields and that's why you know, South South American players are extremely, extremely technical. Uh, probably not not the most uh, physical in terms of the fastest players in the world, but absolutely, definitely um, physical in terms of uh, strength and and playing with absolute physicality. But like I said, exceptionally technical, and that starts at a young age and playing futsal at a young age. So he got his career started at Platense. He made 101 appearances, eight goals, uh, and then uh, one of uh, one of the well known media people from uh that, that that also follows uh inter miami that's uh javi from from lemon city lemon city live he tweeted out uh that he also played at deportivo cali in in colombia he played there a couple years where he had 60 appearances and 16 goals and he's currently been at river since 2021 where he's appeared uh roughly 46 times not roughly he's appeared 46 times and he's had five goals and so that that's really uh, you know wh- where we sit today with uh, I w- with the I will Palavecino in terms of the offer. I'm not really sure what the offer is. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, what 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 Inter Miami offered to get him. But we will see. Uh, again, there, Steve Munoz says, River fans think he's a donkey and are so excited with the idea of him leaving. Not a good first impression if he lands in Miami. Steve, uh, I agree with you. I think it's it's not a secret. Inter-Miami needs a center back. And let me assure you, Inter-Miami is trying their hardest to acquire a center back. I've been told that Inter-Miami is looking to acquire a center back from the MLS, a player that has played or has been playing in the MLS, most likely through trade. Um, But keep your eyes out because again, with the, the departure of Nico Stefanelli, with the possible departure of... Uh, Coco Jean with the possible departure uh, uh, as well and we'll, we'll get in this with uh, uh, into into it with Alex as well in a little bit uh with the possible departure of Gregory that would open a few um you know a couple of international spots and so it's very possible that Inter Miami could be trading uh for a, a center back that um you know that that could be an international center back so right here Kevin Osorio again thank you for tuning in Kevin uh he says can we get Gonzalez Pires back could that be a thing no Kevin unfortunately uh river plate uh, exercised the option on gonzalo Pires's uh contract so if you remember uh, inter miami had loaned him out for one year with the option to buy they went ahead and they uh and, and again a steal a steal of a deal because he played fantastic uh a lot better than he had played for inter miami he played a lot better for river plate than he had for inter miami the prior year and so they made a huge huge deal and um for, for for them. So Gonzalo Pires is out of the question right now. Steve Munoz says Javier Arriaga from Seattle was mentioned in the grapevine. Absolutely. And that's why I think Inter Miami is right now holding steady on acquiring that center back. And that's because they need to free up a couple of international spots. They need to free up a couple of other spots and kind of do a little bit of roster shuffling. Let's not forget, and I can put up the an updated roster here, but let's not forget that Inter Miami, um, you know, they are going to be playing three competitions. So they need to load up or sorry, four competitions. So they need to load up. They'll be playing CONCACAF Champions League, the MLS Cup, Leagues Cup, and also they'll be playing the US Open Cup. Let's not forget there's Copa America in there. There's Euro Cup mixed in there. Um, You know, there's also some friendlies. There's also some international FIFA days. So there is a lot, a lot of of, of things and a lot of tournaments going on in 2024 that could affect the lineup of venture Miami. And so therefore I think it's, 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 it's clear. And I, I believe that um, Chris Henderson mentioned this uh, last week, that the team wants to have two, three players in each position so that they can rotate players and they can have players to be able to rotate, play different formations, uh, different positions. Uh, and, and that could lead to some players who we would normally see playing up, up top like a Robert Taylor possibly playing maybe a right wing back uh in some games uh if you know uh, the the team were to cut ties with DeAndre Yedlin um but then again like I said one of the young one of the young guys that just came in uh he also plays right back so he can go ahead and maybe slot right 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 into that right back right wing back so as we wait for Alex uh to to join us right here uh Kevin says thank you and 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 so responding to Steve said River wants him out for sure. He's a good player. He needs to play off in something he's not getting at River. Absolutely. I remember watching Matt River when he first got there in 2021. He was getting some opportunities and he had a few bright, bright games. Uh, uh para Vecino. Um, He scored a, a few nice goals. And again, just like with any soccer player, really, you just need the repetitions. You just need to get in some game time and just going to practice and, and doing things in practice. Um. Doesn't translate to the, you know the same speed that you see in the game, and so it's very important for players to get game repetition. and And, and it's it's very hopeful that there a lot of players are going to get a lot of playing time this year for Inter Miami because of all the competitions that they're going to be playing uh, throughout you know throughout the year. Uh, Seba says you know ask here why did we uh, why did Inter Miami let Miller go? He was the best defender last season. Martino doesn't like him. I don't know if it was more of a Martino thing. I think it's more of and again don't. Don't don't take my word for it. This isn't anything that I've heard from anybody. This is just a personal opinion, or, any, or it is just my personal opinion. But I think he just didn't fit the three five two scheme that Tarta Martino really wants to play this year. Um, you know, he he. Uh, Miller wasn't the fastest of center backs. There was a lot of times, yes, he made a lot of fantastic plays. But remember, those plays were recovering. So maybe he had overstepped from the ball. He was recovering from a player and he was slide tackling and making some great saves. But in terms of being an on-the-ball defender, uh, coming out, playing from the back, yeah, he was the most consistent center back for Inter-Miami last year. Absolutely. There's absolutely no doubt he was the most consistent. But um, I think Inter-Miami can definitely do better. Uh, I think with the addition of Toto Aviles and Toto Aviles getting a full preseason and offseason under the Inter-Miami umbrella and under Tata Martino and his coaching uh, team, he will have the ability and he will show this year why Inter-Miami invested the money in him, why he was such a good player for Racing and for the Argentinian youth team and why he's going to end up being one of the cornerstones for the defense. In Tata Martino's system next year, and I truly, truly, truly believe that. Um, so I wanted to mention, you know, and I, I just wanted to throw out a couple of other things here. Um, you know, we have a couple of pictures from practice that uh, that our friends were able to send to us, and I want to go ahead and 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 uh, show them to you guys. Some pictures from practice. It says here, uh, Steve, we will miss Maple Dick, but the team needed the game absolutely. Uh, it was it was an absolute uh, great trade for for Inter Miami in terms of getting the money that they needed. Um, but let's get some of these pictures up here. You can see right there uh, some of uh, some of uh, the crowd's favorites right there, the one and only Ecuadorian lefty Leo Campana, and here we've got some uh, the picture of the the duo right there back. In the same uniform together messi and suarez right here we've got a nice picture of messi in practice right there dribbling the ball and while we wait for alex and i show you guys some of these pictures i want to get into a topic uh i i knew you were gonna like that don cafecita i knew you're gonna like that stevie boy i knew you would like Gampapi in there so i definitely included that one for you and for all of my Ecuadorians out there again for those of you that uh you know are in Ecuador and watch us uh or are Ecuadorian and watch us and you might have some family over there uh our our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family we know uh, of the hardships that are going on uh in Ecuador there with uh with all the gang violence and and our thoughts and prayers are with you and we hope that uh that you all are safe so moving forward I want to get into a topic uh before we get really deep into into Miami and MLS talk I want to get into a topic that's caused a little bit of Little bit of outrage again in social media on some of the you know programs that that we see here in um you know whether it's on ESPN or all these all these things and that's you know Messi Lionel Messi winning his eighth the best award yesterday uh first and foremost I thought it was interesting that 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 Messi didn't travel uh to London to to be part of well i don't think anybody traveled uh to london to to be part of the ceremony but he didn't travel because messi said he wanted to and for those of you that are just joining us thank you uh fantastic to have all of you on this is football we will have alex winley hopefully join us soon i know she said she was running a little bit late but we will go a little bit longer until she gets here and if she cannot join unfortunately because uh, she had something uh pop up then we will get her on a future show not a problem um, you know we we always keep with our with our promises and uh, we will get her on but I wanted to talk about Messi and winning the best because there's a, been a lot of controversy regard uh, you know on Messi winning the best and I'll throw up a little a, a little stat, or a little chart right here. A little graphic that says Lionel Messi, his career stats: 1,047 games, 821 goals, 361 assists, 44 trophies. Wow! Now, could he have won the best because of that stat line? Because of what he has done in his career? Absolutely. I tweeted something, uh, and if you don't follow me, my my ads right there. You you can go ahead and follow me on on all my social media accounts: Twitter, uh, Instagram, right there. It's at Danny Solana D A, and I. Because that's how we spell it in South America, Danny Solana five. Follow me. Uh, but I tweeted the other day. Um, fitting, fitting that uh, <laughs> our good old friend Alvaro Usti right here, Danny Shelby. Absolutely, that's what you want to call me, but That's what you want to call me. But so, you know, Messi wins the best, and a lot of controversy comes with it. I tweeted out. Um, we all know that Messi won because he plays for Inter Miami, obviously, right? I mean, we can all we all know that. Uh, but really. The controversy stems because the award is supposedly uh, supposed to be given to the player who plays the best between our August of 2022 or September of 2022 and August of 2023, uh, or wh- whatever the year was, or whatever it was. Um, and you know, there were other players who arguably could have could have won. One of those being um, Erling Haaland, who I like to call El Muerto, you know, the Tapping King, uh, because to me that's that's really what he is yeah he scored a lot of goals and all that but um to me he benefits a lot from just tapping in a lot of uh you know easy, easy goals that are e- easy distributions from his, his fantastic teammates that, that he has around him like kevin de Bruyne like uh bernardo silva and, and and all the other great players that he's had that he had a chance to play with um but you know a, a lot of folks said that, that maybe he should have won and one of uh, one of our friends of the show, and, and he's on the CBS Golasso show, uh, Nico Cantor, tweeted this out this morning. And I, I, I find it really interesting how everything is calculated. And it said Erling Haaland and Lionel Messi actually tied in points, 48 points to each of them. And Kylian Mbappé, the turtle, he was far behind, 13 points behind at 35. And essentially, captains, coaches, media, and fans, and sorry for those of you that are bored about this, but me, you know, being the soccer nerd that I am, I think it's actually interesting how all this stuff is calculated. And, and not only that, but I want to get into one more thing with this. And I'm going into the into something with this, you'll see. But again, the captains uh the captains vote, the coaches vote, the media votes, and the fans votes. But if there's a tie, then it goes, I guess, to whoever the captains voted for, and it seems as though the captains voted for Messi. Uh, Because you can see there in the graphic, for those of you that are listening to us, I have a graphic up with the point system of how the points are awarded uh, in the selection of the best FIFA men's player. Uh, And it says right there, for the best FIFA men's player 2023, two players tied for first place, Messi and Haaland. For the winner, the winner was declared, or sorry, the winner was decided by the highest number of five-point scores from the votes cast by the men's national team captains, as per Article 12 of the rules of allocation. So the five point scores belong to the captains. And so due to that technicality is a reason why Messi won this award. So now one of one of uh you know our one of MLS's very, very, very well known reporters and also a friend of mine and a fellow Uruguayan, Fabian Renkel, has been garnering a lot of hate. All over social media because he posted out something very, very, very interesting yesterday. He tweeted out after they announced that Messi had won the best, he had tweeted out, you know, that essentially yesterday the entire world learned that the league's cup is a massive trophy in terms of uh, on the global stage. And in the eyes of FIFA, it's a trophy that, that needs to be really taken into consideration you know, in, in, in concert with the Champions League or a, a Europa League or a major, major tournament. It was a huge day for the MLS. That, that's what our good friend Fabian tweeted out yesterday. And he garnered a lot, a lot of hate from this. Um, you know, He had to go on and say... That he's in no way form form saying that League Cup is the same or better than the champions or the EPL. Of course, of course you're not, Fabian. We understand that. But obviously, if Messi is winning the best and the only tournament he played in or the only tournament that he had a huge factor in last year was... The League Cup because he had eleven or twelve goals, you know, and and he led Inter Miami to their first ever international championship and a berth in the CONCACAF Champions League, which is absolutely huge, absolutely huge in the eyes of a young organization such as Inter Miami. Um, but it is interesting enough that I mean, it brings up a good debate. Does that weigh really heavily in the eyes of FIFA, or was this just? Is this just not a a trophy or an award that needs to be taken seriously anymore—it's more become so more so a popularity contest rather than an actual trophy because folks are, are you know, or uh, captains are voting for their friends, not truly who they feel is the best player. Um, also, we say here that Haaland might be a better striker, but not a better player. If anyone should be Mbappe, but unfortunately for him, Messi won the World Cup. He could not get PSG nowhere. Absolutely, Seba. Absolutely um you know like Haland is, ab- is, a, is a fantastic striker absolutely one of the best in the world uh for what he did last year he won the treble um unbelievable unbelievable uh a job by by Halland. but again it, the debate here is not who's a better player I'm not really debating that what I'm debating is okay Messi wins this award whether he's the best player or not but he wins it playing on an MLS team and he where he won a trophy an international trophy garnered a berth for that team into their first international cup and not only that but has made it an impact that no other player has ever made on a league ever in the history of this sport that's what Lionel Messi has done for Inter Miami because Lionel Messi came here Inter Miami has signed Sergio Busquets they've been able to sign Jordi Alba they've been able to bring in Luis Suarez there's also Talks of possibly bringing in Philippe Coutinho, like we said at the top of the hour, the picture that was tweeted by uh, by folks of Neymar with an Inter jersey. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of talk around Inter Miami, and all that is because of one player, and that is Lionel Messi. And mind you, that's coming from a Uruguayan. I, I, I mean, that's everything that I'm telling you about Messi and how impressed I am, and really what Messi means to the MLS and to the world in, in that sense for the sport and, and for football in general. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it was extremely interesting, again, that, uh, that, that he won. Uh, very interesting that, uh, that Fabian tweeted that out. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want to play really quickly a, a video that, uh, that actually got me really hyped. Let's see if I can get it up here for you guys and let's see if it works. Uh, it seems to not be working for me unfortunately Uh, i'm gonna try to bring it back into the studio here and see if i can get it up for you guys but it is a really really cool a video of uh of luis suarez training at the complex and there it is you can see luis suarez there training at the complex with messi the boys are back together there there's luis and suarez touching the ball back and forth they both still got it messi does not look like he has an injury busquets is in there too they are looking beautiful just one touching the ball in there how nice does that look into miami fans uh this is some some really nice video fast forwarding it a little bit but again just doing some team drills and uh but how excited does this get you into miami fans to see suarez messi and busquets The new, I guess, the new big three of the MLS right there before our eyes. So as we continue to wait for Alex Winley, hopefully she can join us here shortly. Uh, I will continue to talk about the MLS, Inter-Miami, some other things that we have coming up this week. Let's not forget that Inter-Miami will play this Friday against the national team of El Salvador. The game will be broadcast on MLSsoccer.net. I believe that is what was tweeted out earlier today. That is MLSsoccer.net. That's where it will be be broadcast. I will confirm that for you all right now. If you are still there in the comments, definitely interact with us. Throw out some questions. Uh, Really, I mean, if you want to just talk trash about me, that's fine too. I don't really care. We're here to interact. We're here to have a good time. Uh, I'm here, you know. I'm gonna wait a little while longer for for Alex to join us, see if she can get here. If not, she probably got caught up in some stuff. Um, it happens. We understand. Uh in this day and age, especially those folks that are in the media, um, you know, they uh they they might get caught up with some other stuff. We know that she had a busy weekend there at Inter Miami Media Day. Um, let's see it see, let's see if we can find right here where we can uh, we can find but yeah i believe it said mlssoccer.net again just in case the batter herons will have that up for you as well because they will have a show tomorrow and again on thursday the batter herons are friends of the family over here if you do not know i also do a basketball podcast i know it's a soccer but i do a basketball podcast over there for the battered herons, we do it. It's called the Battered Heat Fans, and you can follow us at Battered Heat Fan. I we are giving away some free Miami Heat tickets, just in case you're interested. If you want to see the Miami Heat, we are giving away some Heat tickets against the Sacramento Kings. Go over to at Battered Heat Fan and find out what you have to do to go ahead and get those tickets. Uh, a little plug in there for uh, for another show that I'm in. Out of right there says, imagine. Noah Allen in the middle of the circle playing Bonito with Busi, Leo, Lucci Do- Jordi, por Dios. Y bueno, Alvaro, that's exactly what he's doing. The kid is living a dream. The kid is living an absolute dream. I've talked to his dad. I've talked to Terry a couple of times. I've seen him out at the stadium, and we've connected on social media. And, and you know, Terry told me that Noah was was excited to uh, to go over to England and train a couple weeks. Uh, he was there training uh, with with a, an English squad uh, and just really, you know, understanding uh the trying to understand the professionalism of the game how how the english uh over there are uh you know how the english basically do it versus what he's learned his whole life doing it here in in the states coming up uh, in the youth ranks here um but Steve, steve munoz over here says el salvador invested a ton of money to renovate the stadium for the friendly new coach bus new pitch led screens for sponsors paying job absolutely i saw that this is an absolute major event and Interestingly enough, it'll be the first MLS team to face a national team. How crazy is that? Not only will they face, not only will they face one national team, they'll face two on this preseason tour as Inter Miami will also face Hong Kong. The I, I guess it'll be a select a select from, from Hong Kong. Uh, and the, oh, there, there he is. Thank you so much, Mr. Allen, for joining us. Thank you, Mr., Mr. Allen, a friend of the program right there. Hope to see you next year at, at some of the games and hope, uh, Noah's doing well, let's see if maybe we can get him on a show or or we can do a special with Noah, uh, a 30-minute interview with him, see if I can reach out and we can get him. But I would be really interested to hear about his time in England uh, and see how that went. And uh, Pablo right here says, if they're mad about Messi, they're going to go crazy when Suarez gets MLS newcomer of the year. Well, well Pablo, I'm going to tell you this. During Suarez's post-conference the other day, somebody asked him a question about how many goals he was going to score or something, and all Suarez said was, he had a number in mind. That's all he said. He wasn't going to share the number. It was something personal. I think it's somewhere in the 20s. That's just the way I think, you know, by by what how I've seen Suarez play, the way I I see him uh, train, the way I see him take care of himself. Uh, that's my guess, somewhere in the 20s. I really hope so. Uh, if you don't fr- forget, last year uh, we had a friendly bet on the show where uh, Nico had said that uh, – that Joseph Martinez is going to get to 15 goals. And I don't think he got to that. So uh, we would have to hope that Suarez is, is going to top at least that 15, if not get to 20 goals. And I think that with Messi, with Suarez together, I think we will see that the dynamic duo are back together, back at it again. I'm more excited than ever just because Suarez is in my backyard. My favorite player ever is here. The one and only back here with me in miami florida and i will get to see him live we will all get to see him live let's not forget that the first home game the first home game is going to be against um against messi's i guess childhood team Newells. uh and that is spelled Newells, but but pronounced Newell's. so they will play against Newell's sometime in february uh at the beginning of february i believe they will play against Newells. Uh, and tickets are on sale right now for 65 bucks i believe especially if you are season ticket holders definitely definitely go out and get those tickets the first home game will be against real salt lake let's not forget that is a wednesday game first home game for inter miami will be against real salt lake on a wednesday alvaro asking here where does farias play that's a good good question i'm gonna bring up a diagram now of where i think i could play but farias You know, could possibly play in the midfielder as an attacking midfielder. Farias could possibly play, you know, as a right wing, as a left wing, possibly as a nine or as a false nine with Suarez or with Campana. So that's the great thing about Farias. Uh, he, He brings so much versatility with his play to the game that he can play almost in any position in the midfield. Maybe not as a five, but definitely as an eight, as a six. Uh, you know, definitely he can we've seen him in the center attacking mid position, uh distributing the ball. We've seen him out on the wing, so he can be dangerous from a lot of different places. And um, I'm very excited to see where that's gonna play him. You know, he could definitely be in any of those positions. Um, Steve Munoz goes ahead and asks uh over under 18 goals across all counts for Suarez. Absolutely over, no doubt. Like I said, I think Suarez will score somewhere in the 20s. Um, we'll have to see if Messi takes the, the, the penalties, if Suarez takes the penalties. Uh, if they share them, you never know. When they were in Barcelona, it was usually Messi. Sometimes he would give them off to Neymar, sometimes to Suarez. But you never know how it's going to be, and it always depends on how many games they play and you know if they get injured. Uh, but again, over-under, 18, if that's what you're telling me, with a gun to my head, Steve, I'm going over uh, any any day. Also, Steve says here, if Arias is more of a natural uh, center attacking mid, but lately, he has played left wing, which is exactly what I said. I could see him somewhere in the middle. I could see him somewhere up on the top line. Uh, but then again, um, my guess is as good as, as any. We'll see. You know how Inter Miami comes out during the preseason. So I want to throw up here. Funny enough, that that Alvaro mentioned that the 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 lineup that I I put up here last week for for the the listeners and for those of you again that are listening to us on one of the streaming platforms and not on YouTube. Uh, or on Twitter X and can't see what I'm putting up here right now. Um, I'm, I'm just putting up a, a, a lineup, a, a graphic of a lineup of a three-five-two, where uh, based on who is in the, the roster as of today, uh, I've, I've put uh, based on my, my knowledge or, or how I would expect this team to come out possibly on Friday against the El Salvadorian national team and possibly uh, the, uh, as well as this season give or take a couple of subs here or there. But uh, again, I I have Drake Callender in in goal, um, Jordi Alba uh, as the left wing back, back three of possibly Noah Allen for now. Could be Chris McVay, could be Ryan Saylor, could be one of them too. But again, I I liked how Noah Allen played in that time that he had at center left back last year. I know a lot of folks disagree with me, uh, which is fine, absolutely fine. A lot of folks are going to say Noah Allen doesn't have the height. Um, but for those of you that have been paying attention to the Uruguayan national team, which I have, and Marcelo Bielsa, and notice the way that he likes to play, Marce- and a lot of folks in Uruguay have, ha- and a lot of fans as well, have uh, asked Bielsa and have been very upset with Bielsa in regards to him starting Matias Viña as a center back, someone who is possibly undersized to play that position, someone who has usually always played left back. but. Marcelo Viesa has always said, you know, I don't care as much in terms of height for my center backs. What I care is that they are extremely uh, uh, talented with the ball, uh, have are very good technically with the ball, and... Uh, you know, and can distribute the ball, and that's what I think Noah Allen can do. He did not seem like he was under pressure that much when he was back there last season. And I would be really excited to to see, um, uh, you know, uh, el, uh, el Tata Martino give Noah Allen that chance at starting at left center back, at least until they make a left center back or, or a center back signing, uh, or until one of these other folks, um you know, what will will until we'll, one of these other folks uh, become healthy uh, like an Ian Frey uh, or somebody else. So again, continuing in the back line, I've got Chris there. Who knows if he's going to continue with the team or not. Uh, he seemed to be one of, of Tata's favorites last year uh, in the back line there. He was one of the, the stalwarts back there, although uh, not one of the favorites of, of, of many of the fans possibly um, but, and not one of the favorites of the show. But again, he was always back there. And, and he, again, shows a lot of, of um, just uh, calmness back there and, and really and, and just a, a lot of, uh, I, I guess, uh, just a, a lot of experience. And, and that's really good with Kristoff. And then I have Toto Aldeles there as the third uh, center back. Julian Gressel, the newest signing right there at right wing back. Who knows? It could be uh, DeAndre Yedlin. could be Julian Gressel. Julian Gressel could be playing. Uh, in the midfield like was mentioned before by w- one of those in the comments and I see we have some more comments in here uh a friend of the show Nico Brando get in there tiff thank you Nico big up to tiff absolutely big up all the way this is football uh all the way we're back in 2024 every Tuesday like I said I'll be back here seva uh says here I agree with you I assume he's talking about uh about my my take on Noah allen but do you see Yedlin in the bench or will he be let go again I don't like him but don't see him in the bench. Understand there are a lot of, uh, a lot of comps and he might be needed. Look, uh, Yedlin makes uh, a a good amount, a a good chunk of change. It could be possible that Inter Miami moves him and and Inter Miami goes with a Julian Gressel with possibly uh, one of these young guys uh, like an Ian Frey, like a Chris McVay uh, as, as a backup right back. uh, Cause we saw Chris McVay play, play a lot of left back uh, before Jordi Alba came and all that. Uh, and, And again, who knows we might even see a back four again this is all speculation this is all what you know what i think kevin says yedlin needs to go i agree i think yedlin will be on his way out i don't know when let's remember that the transfer window does not end until april uh until april and so inter miami will have time to sign players uh and you know and, and, and we'll we'll see if they get rid of players now in the midfield i have i have facundo farias sergi busquets and Diego Gomez there in the middle. That's who I think gives Inter Miami the best option. You have Diego Gomez, Sergio Busquets right there to tear up the abs in the middle. And then again, you have Busquets and Farias with the technical ability to go ahead and help distribute and push the players up. Busquets is the absolute captain. He is el señor clave ahí en el medio, el señor de la cancha right there. Sergio Busquets, he will be the conductor El Maestro, without him, Inter-Miami, probably do not stand much of a chance. Uh, We will see what happens with Gregory. I know in there, in the midfield, I have David Ruiz, Gregory, Gremashi. Let's not forget, Mota is still on the roster. And there are also some other players who are on the roster who could take up one of those midfield positions. Again, this is just what I have for for today. And then up top, Suarez and Messi, the dynamic duo. Campana, Taylor could be up there as well. Again, we could see Taylor as a right-wing back could see Taylor in the midfield. We could see Taylor up top. We could see Suarez play with Campana. We could see Messi play in the midfield. A lot of variations that Tata can play with. A lot of different players that Inter-Miami have on their roster for Tata Martino to play with. Excuse me as I take a sip here as, I, as I've been talking here for 43 minutes uh with you lovely folks. Uh And, and I love it. And I'm going to go ahead and bring on the roster. Of course, there have been some changes here. But there you have the roster uh let's not forget again nico stefanelli is gone and uh you know we do have we have some changes here but i do see now that alex has joined us there in the waiting room so i will bring her on now in a couple minutes so we can discuss some of the wonderful topics that i know that you are have been waiting for her to discuss so without further ado let's bring her on it's been a long time coming Alex, welcome to This is Football. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you coming on the show. How are you doing? And how was your short but long weekend?
1: Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. Um, Actually, it was pretty good. I, I was uh relaxing a little bit and, you know, just recovering from um, all the craziness that's been happening with the preseason. And now I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm happy to be on.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're happy to have you on. And I know uh, I was trying to get out there on Saturday. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to. I know you were out there on Saturday um, I wanted to really ask you because you were there last year on opening day as well with Messi Mania, uh, or well, I guess not opening day, but on Messi Mania Day. How did Messi Mania Day compare to Media Day this Saturday with Messi coming back, Suarez, and also Sergi Busquets being there, and Jordi Alba and the rest of the players returning? Honestly, uh,
1: first I want to say it's uh, honestly a shame that um, a local uh, reporter, journalist like you, Daniel just couldn't get in because I I. That's I think that's the one thing that us writers have in solidarity is that just, you know, you need local writers, you know, and uh, the foreign media, uh, Argentine and, and, and South American media is great, but you know, you need people like you coming into the press box and whatnot, just want to get that out there. But as far as media day goes, like, I think um, on Saturday, it was pretty calm. Honestly, I think uh, it's calmed down a little bit. Yes, there's a lot of people out of uh, big uh, news uh, organizations, but I think it's a lot more uh, subdued compared to last season and I think a lot of the um the um uh press is ready for what's uh, to come and um um everything that's gonna go on and, and I know there's a lot of you know anticipation but it really felt like especially with Suarez and his uh, press conference he felt very you know like he's here to win and and, and to compete and yes there's a lot of media and, and and the the excitement is there but um at the end of the day I really felt like these guys were here to come and uh, continue to, to to win trophies
0: absolutely and, and of course you know i'm a huge fan of suarez being uruguayan and uh, of course in social you know around social media i've always tweeted pro uruguayan and pro south american things so i've gotten some some heat from that and also a lot of supporters from that so uh and and i again i, I thank you for those kind words about you know uh me being there and all that uh, again trying my hardest to uh to get back in there to help uh the south florida community and really just connect with everybody and really bring football to the to the, to the forefront here in South Florida. But getting back into Suarez, I can tell you he's definitely here to compete. He's not the type of player and not the type of person who is going to take something on like a new contract or something on like this, come to a new team and just, you know, kind of sit back and and retire and just have fun. He's not going to do that. So, I can assure the fans, you know, being a Suarez follower, uh that's not going to happen. We just have to hope that he stays healthy, right? And that's been the biggest biggest I guess question Uh, the entire offseason. And really, this whole saga of him getting here is his knees are shot. And he even said it, it, it's tough for me to play with my kids. So have you heard anything? Or did you hear anything, especially on Saturday, where he mentioned something about his knees or how he's feeling?
1: Yeah, a couple of journalists actually asked him about that. And, um, you know, Suarez said he's fine. You know, he said he's he's fit and that his uh, um, recovery is nothing more than, you know, just a quick uh, couple of physio uh, physio uh, trips, uh, something that's, you know, that every player goes through. So um, he doesn't really have to do anything special, you know, um, hearing him talk about his knees. And honestly, like you said, it's really brutal. And the fact that he was still able to play and, and I think he was the second top scorer behind Paulinho in the Brazilian city uh, A last season. So the fact that he's still able to uh, lead Grêmio to like, I think they finished second and, and they're now they're in the Copa Libertadores. Uh, I think that's just impressive. And I know people like to say, you know, well, you know, MLS, he won't, he won't have a, a, a an easy time here. I think he, he, he's going to score. <laughs> he's going to score goals and uh, yes, the knees are an issue, but like you like said, there, you know, there's Campana that can take minutes and, and you know other uh, players who can slot in there if you know Suarez needs a break. So um, yeah, like he said, I think he he really just mentioned that he just needs a couple of, you know, just needs adequate rest and he's usually ready to go. Of course, absolutely. And and you mentioned that,
0: and like I said, I mentioned that there are some players other there than that Suarez to slot in, like Campana, like Facundo Farias, who could possibly play up top. Robbie Taylor, are you hearing of maybe any new signings? Because I know that Inter Miami has been linked to. Cristian Medina, and this new guy, Agustin uh, Paravecino, who are center attacking mids. But really, the fan base is clamoring for a center back. Everybody wants the big, you know, the center back. And there hasn't been any noise. I've heard that Inter-Miami is looking for a center back from the MLS or somebody from, uh, you know, that has played with uh, some sort of experience in the MLS. And they're looking through bringing them in through a trade. Have you heard anything or any, you know, specific names that they're targeting that, the fans could be excited about or look
1: into. I haven't heard any names but um you'd be correct yes Tata did explicitly state um that they are in the market for a center back. Um they have been linked to guys like Victor, Victor Cuesta from Botafogo, um David Martinez I think from River as well. Um but you know that has, none of those have clicked so far and I think with in you know, Miami's current roster makeup and you know the fact they got rid of Kamal Miller uh like a couple of weeks ago, you know obviously they're in the need for a center back and I do think just from a roster perspective, it would be smart to bring in an MLS experienced uh, center back like a. I'm not, you know, saying that they're coming here and I'm not reporting like a like sort of like a Walker Zimmerman or a Miles Robinson uh, type that knows the league and and will fit in uh, next to Toto Avilas, which I, I think will be the starter. Um, so I don't know who they're in for, but I know that they do have a lot of uh, general allocation money that can they can throw around. And Chris Henderson did did say that they they would be active within like the trading market as well. I haven't heard any specific names, but um, knowing Inter I and mean, how they do business, it's going to be you know some blockbuster, crazy trade that no literally no one saw coming except for maybe a couple of uh, reporters who have inside right. uh, proper inside um, you know just close sources to the club. So. Um, I'm intrigued as a, uh, someone who's followed the team for a while. I'm intrigued to see who they bring in because um, whoever it is, it's going to be someone Tata probably handpicked and, and wants uh, specifically in the, on this roster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and you you mentioned a name that really, really intrigued me from the offset of the MLS offseason. And that's Miles Robertson. That's mm-hmm. one person who if I were Chris Henderson, I would have targeted because I think he's a fantastic defender played at, at, at Atlanta United uh you know he's had some experience playing on turf some experience playing on grass has played at the national team so definitely a very you know well-experienced center back I haven't heard you know where he's going or if he signed anywhere but hey Chris Henderson if you're listening you know Inter Miami fans are probably uh wanting Miles Robinson uh to come here so that would be an absolute great signing um I wanted to also now since we're talking about some players um and since you've been there really since the beginning one of the biggest things that you've always covered and you've always, uh, at least that I've seen, uh, been very vocal about are the homegrowns. Uh, and you're always backing the homegrowns. You're always talking about Inter-Miami too, which is fantastic. Unfortunately, I don't have the time to to do my normal job and cover two Inter-Miami teams, but I do the mm-hmm. best that I can. Um, but I wanted to talk about Izzy Boatwright and about Tyler, Tyler Island. I don't know too much about them. And both of those players were raised to the, you know, brought up to the, the the main roster and i want you to give us maybe a little bit of background on both of those what we can expect from them because uh i'm sure not a lot of inner miami fans know about them
1: yeah so both uh uh izzy boatwright and uh tyler hall i believe um they're both uh young players they're both from miami obviously they're they grew up came through the academy izzy Boatwright, i'll start with him first he's a fullback you know right back uh, very athletic you know still young raw uh, will obviously be probably the ideal backup for Yedlin. I know Yedlin plays a lot of minutes and, uh you know, he's a pretty, uh you know, physically um, fit uh, player, but, you know, with the amount of games Miami will play, um, he will have to be rotated at some point. I think Izzy Boatwright is the perfect um, athletically inclined uh, young player that can just uh, get, up, get up and down that right flank, you know, when Messi is on the pitch and cutting in and basically free roaming, uh, he'll be able to cover that um, as well. Uh, For Tyler Hall, you know, he's a center back. Um, He's, uh, uh, you know, I think about 5'10", so he's a little undersized. But, you know, there's been some great uh, center backs uh, over the decades in in football. You know, Fabio Cannavaro, Gary Medell, who's played uh, at the center back role, and they were good when they were in their prime. Cannavaro, you know, literally captained Italy to the World Cup in 2006. So um, uh, it's not necessarily his height, but he's a great player, captain the, uh, the U.S. youth national team under 17, I believe. Um, he's, uh, you know, a highly rated, uh, a center back. And I think, you know, he's not going to solve all of Inter Miami's problems back there, but, um, you know, he's a good rotational option. Cause I know, uh, some of, some of the, 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 the defenders on this roster, you know, like Kamal Miller, you know, you could, we could see probably, this is not me reporting like a, like a Chris McVay or Ryan Saylor who didn't get a lot of minutes last season probably moved on just because you know, Miami, need, Miami needs assets and Tata probably didn't play them as much. So Tyler Hall will be able to slot in and take those minutes that like McVay and, and kind of Ryan Taylor played um, last season. Absolutely. And and
0: I think it's key. I like that you mentioned that he's a, a not an ideal height for a center back because I, before you got on, I was talking about uh, Noah Allen and how he played some pretty decent minutes at left center back last season for Tata and how, you know, uh, Mar- Marcelo Bielsa, the coach of Uruguay had just mentioned a lot of fans, a lot of backlash at him because he played a couple undersized center backs as well. And Bielsa says, I would prefer to have an undersized center back, but somebody who's more technical and can come out playing than a guy who is just very tall and is not as technical with the ball. So I'm almost curious. And of course, I've never asked Tata this. I would love the chance to ask him, but I'm almost curious if Tata believes in the same strategy where he doesn't care too much about the height of the center backs as long as they're technical with the ball and can come out playing. And that's just what I think. So I'd be curious to ask Tata. Um If you get the chance at one of these days, you know, I would, I would love for If you could ask him, that would be great. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think if, if, if that would be as well, but I think Noah Allen could be a, an excellent piece back there. I thought he was fantastic when he played center back the, 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 you know, the minutes that he got there and his two weeks in, in England earlier, this, this, this off season, uh, could only add to uh, to what he could give this 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 season. So I'm ex- really excited about the young guys. I know you are too. Um, also, David Ruiz and and uh, Mashi now with the U23s. Um, that's fantastic. Really, what Inter Miami has done, I think, over the last 18 to 24 months, uh, no MLS team has done ever. Um, and you've been there to cover it all. So I thank you so so much for being there to covering it all. Um, and really for for, you know, being a voice for young people who who want to get out there. Uh, my brother's also in media and he started young and he put his time. So I appreciate it. You put your time out there and uh, you do a fantastic job. And uh, I thank you so much for everything you do. So before I get before I let you go, though, I want to play my, my new game that I like playing. I don't know if you got to see last week, but I want to mm. know, is Alex Winley a choripan or a milanesa alpan type of girl?
1: Or, choripan. Or
0: neither. Choripan. pan. Okay. Choripan. So last week, we had a couple of fans on. Both of them went Choripan. I said Milanesa Alpan. Alex Winley is a Choripan kind of girl. <laughs> I will let you go ahead and plug all your stuff in. Go ahead, Alex. Do your thing.
1: Yeah. So you can find me on my sub stack, uh, theheronsnest.substack.com. Um, that's basically where everything is right now um, after. Um, yeah. That's basically where everything is right now at the moment. Um, Also, you can find me on Twitter, X uh, at A-A-W underscore 1998, where I basically tweet out every single news and uh, item and any any development or any opinions analysis uh, from Inter-Miami, basically.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alex. You have it right there. Like she said, follow her at A-A-W underscore 1998 for absolutely all of your Inter-Miami insights and information. She's got it all for you there. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on. I appreciate it. And I hope to see you out there this season.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Love talking with you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So that was Alex Winley. She's absolutely fantastic covering Inter Miami for La Familia and for all the Inter Miami fans that are out there. She does a fantastic job writing as well. Go ahead and check out her Substack. I definitely check it out after she posts every single one of her articles out there. So definitely go and read her articles. Fantastic insight. Once again, thank you so much for staying on with us. The 57 minutes, I know I told you guys I was going to try to go around 30 to 45. Luckily, we got Alex Winley right there in at the end of the show after we went about 30 minutes, which was fantastic to have her on. We got a lot of information on Inter Miami. For those of you that are just tuning in, don't forget to subscribe on X, Twitter, Instagram, at TI Football Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on this YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe on our, on our, all of our podcasting streams and hit the little bell, the notification icon right there, hit the little bell. So that way you'll be notified when we will come out with something new. We do have a special, special broadcast that will be coming out later this week. I will be taping with somebody special tomorrow afternoon, and I will get that video out to you Thursday or Friday this week. I hope you guys are ready. He's got some facial hair. We'll see who it is. But uh, like always, love, love, love seeing all you guys in the comments. And I love that all of you participate on these shows with me. I hope to see you again next Tuesday. Be on the lookout for that special, special podcast this week with that special hairy man. And I'll see you again next Tuesday. See ya.